Hi and welcome to the 36th episode of Statuspodden. We're a Swedish podcast from Karolinska Institutet in Stockholm. And usually we speak Swedish with Swedish guests. But today we have a very special guest, Mariam. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> So welcome, Mariam. Tell us a bit about yourself. So my name is Mariam, and I am doing my third year in the Bioedison Bachelor Program, yeah. which is essentially the only undergrad program that carries in English. So my third year is my final year, and I'm going to be doing my bachelor thesis soon, so that's exciting. Um, I'm from Egypt, and I moved here when I um, started studying. So basically, I've been living in Sweden for like two and a half years now. And it's been pretty good ups and downs with like moving new place, of course. And yeah. Um, for us, this international part is completely new because when we apply, we just go into one web page and we rank our choices and then we wait, mm-hmm. basically. And then yeah. we got accepted. Um, I figure it's not as easy for a foreign student. Can you maybe tell us a bit about how to apply to KI? I mean, we essentially use the same website, which is like universityadmissions.se, but you have to pick um, courses which teach in English. So once you find a course you like, you also go, but you have to pay a fee. You pay a fee, you go and you rank them, you upload um, all your papers there. Um, For applying to KII as an undergrad, they only wanted like very basic stuff like my grades and my passport. uh, and I didn't need to, but I did an like an English profici- proficiency test, just so they know that I'm good with the English because I'm not coming from a native country. And then you just wait and hope. Uh, but I know for um, post grad, like masters and things like yeah. that, you also have to upload a motivational letter, okay. which yeah. has like a quite a heavy load on like they pick you or not. You have to mm-hmm. like sort of sell yourself to the university and yeah. explain like what you would do with that degree and stuff okay. like that. And does that differ or the undergrad admission, does it differ from different countries or is it basically the same no matter if you're an EU citizen or if you're from North America or is you Egypt? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm from outside the EU, so I had to pay a fee to admissions. And then I also, well, like not me, but my parents, like they pay a tuition fee for KI. I know for EU uh, citizens, you don't pay a tuition uh, a tuition fee, and you also don't pay the university admissions fee. So okay. everything's free. But okay. essentially, you upload the same things. And also, if you don't have a specific level of English in your high school, you have to also do an English profici- proficiency exam. Okay. Um, but I'm guessing that's it. You don't yeah. need... Do you remember the level of English that is required? or? Well, the thing is... I studied in English, <laughs> so yeah. I, I sort of did the English test so they wouldn't have anything to say about my papers because I really wanted yeah. to get in. So I was like, I'm going to like be extra sure. Yeah. Um, but I think it was like if you studied English in yeah. school, then that should be fine. Like just as okay. a language, not yeah. just if you studied English. Uh, I know, I think everyone who is with me in class, like even if they studied... Um, in their native language, like respective European language, mm-hmm. um, they didn't do, or most of them didn't do an English test. They didn't need to. Okay. And, and it's um, very clearly put on the website 
um, which level depending on your country. Okay. So they have a really nice, um, like, page, and then every country sort of, like, they have, like, their specific... Oh, because the grades yeah. differ from different countries. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, for my case, it was a little weird because I studied in English and I did an international degree, so I did... My high school degree was from University of Cambridge, so okay, I wow. I didn't <laughs> so I didn't know if I should comply to the e like the British one or the Egyptian one or yeah. like whichever one. Yeah. And then I I think I also had to. I mean, I didn't have to, but I also put in this paper that like explaining like oh in Egypt like if we have schools that give international degrees like I am an Egyptian resident and I am yeah. Egyptian, but I degree is from England just so like I don't know I thought just maybe extreme, they would get yeah. confused like yeah where are you from <laughs> so um and once you just upload all of that you wait very patiently but um one more thing I think international or like non-EU students have to apply in the first application round which opens in December and closes in January okay something so quite on, early on yeah something along those lines um, so you get your acceptance in March mm-hmm. to know if you get oh. it or not. So you can start That's working on getting a visa because that takes a while. Yeah. yeah. So what's the process after you getting? Because <coughs> getting in is great, but then moving and yeah. just getting all the literature, getting to know your class. So how was it for you? Once I knew I got accepted, the first thing I did was sign up to um, SSSB so I yeah. can start counting like Q days. Um, and SSSB is a student association uh, run by all the different students um, like from the different universities mm-hmm. uh, the students union they have a, a common organization which organizes yeah, the housing exactly and you don't need to be a student union member when you sign up it's just that you have to activate your um, membership um, within like three months or something, so they give you like a nice like wiggle room for when you come and you wanna, uh, and then you have like a chance to go and sign up to the union and stuff. And then I started working on all the boring paperwork, and then it was time for me to like pack up my bags and go to Sweden. Um, I had like a lot of fears because <laughs> I yeah. heard a lot about Swedish winter and. Uh, Swedes don't get like a really nice reputation about being like one of the most welcoming um, countries so I was a little Mm. bit like nervous at first but then I came we had like an introduction week where we had like a Swedish class Um, yeah yeah, we had like a three like you can either choose to do three intense days or like a laid back I think it was like two three weekends yeah and then um, once you do that you also have like a common intro with like everyone and then you just start your course. Okay. And maybe before diving into how what you were saying about wel- being welcomed by Swedes <laughs> yeah. uh, and coming into like the Swedish culture and the KI culture, um, but could you maybe tell us a bit more about your program? Because you're studying the biomedicine program. Mm-hmm. What is a biomedicine program? Okay, so biomedicine is like medical, like studying the medical sciences. So we actually have a lot of courses that are common with like a medical student, like sort of studying almost the same thing. But we focus a lot on very detailed stuff like this receptor and this enzyme and this protein. So then when we are thinking of developing a drug or developing something else in the future, we know how to target and what to target in each system or like in each disease. So it's just we're studying medicine, 
but from behind a bench and you don't we don't have the chance to I mean and of course you can like talk to patients like we have a course where you can speak to cancer patients and get to know how the treatment affects them and stuff like that but we don't get to be do or like get to do anything clinical Hmm. you learn medicine but you learn it in like a practical sort of thing and you just get to learn it from a research perspective more than a clinical perspective um and then you get to like you can work in multiple things like most common is research you can also start working in uh development you can be i think one time i read you can be a forensic scientist if you want (laughs) so that's cool yeah. yeah so in one way it's much broader than the medical program but when we had our Instagram takeover, because we've a few times uh, used KI's Instagram account, yeah. we get a lot of questions from international uh, prospective students asking if they can uh, be accepted into the medical program if they've first completed the biomedicine program. So there seems to be like um, the notion that the two are very similar mm-hmm. and that they're interchangeable. But could we maybe burst that myth? Um, okay, so... I've also got this question a lot, but I don't think you can interchange biomedicine and normal medicine. Um, we study different aspects of maybe the same thing, but we study them with very different approaches. And especially if you want to do medicine in Sweden, um, all the courses taught in Swedish and you need to prove that you have at least like high school level of Swedish. And that's very hard to achieve if you don't speak any Swedish to begin with. And then you'd have to learn from scratch. And then you'd have to learn all the medical terms and the scientific terms. And um, I think it's very difficult. And I I personally wouldn't recommend someone to try to study medicine in a language that's not their own. Because medicine is already pretty hard to begin with. I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I I don't think they're interchangeable. If this is like your one true passion in life, like you absolutely want it, then you can just start learning Swedish and going into a high school level. And then you just have to work really, really hard for it. But if that's what you want to do, then sure. Yeah. Yeah. But then, if we just make it super-duper clear, there isn't a way to... You have to start over from, like, the first year of medical school. Mm-hmm. If you swap from the biomedical program to the medical pro- pro- program, you have to know very good Swedish. But if, for some reason, you're in the biomedical program and you realize that I want to study medicine, it is possible. You just have to reapply and do the whole application process all over You'd again. You have to start over from scratch. With Swedish or like knowing it yeah Yeah. meeting the new criteria because yeah yeah because there are different criteria but when it comes to other programs at KI could you just tell us about which programs at KI that you can actually read in English so you'd have like my program yeah which is the biomedicine which is the only bachelor yeah and then you have all the global masters I don't remember all of them but there's public health um, health informatics um, there's a biomedicine, there's a toxicology, and there are some others that I don't remember. Um, there's also a new nutrition one. Yay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so you can apply um, from anywhere, basically. These are all taught in English. Yeah. And most of them are two years, except the nutrition one is like one year. And then you um, can just come and like learn about 
this, but it's all only like post grad, not undergrad. Mine, like this biomedicine course, is the only undergrad one. Yeah. And then you get to learn, like, according to your master's, you get to learn, like, different things. And, um, like, for example, I heard the toxicology one is really nice because they get yeah. to learn about, like, the toxicity of things in the system and all those things. Um, so, yeah, you can just go onto the KI website and there they speak about each um, course really well and they describe what you can do after and what you will learn and how you will achieve it. Yeah. So. And if we find a great, like, uh, overlook on the KI webpage, we can link it down in the description below. So make sure to look that up. So now we've talked a bit about which programs you can apply to and a bit about the application process, but what happens the first week once you've gotten here to Sweden and to KI? So if you choose to do the three, like, intense, like, Swedish class days, you start your week with three like intense um swedish classes where it's like all like it's like from nine or like eight to five or something so really long days but they were really nice because i got to learn a bit about swedish culture what fika is and (laughs) um yeah just like common things so when i'm in sweden at least i don't feel very like alienated like at least i'd be like oh i heard that once or something and then afterwards we had two days sort of of lectures Um, introducing us to KI, what KI is. We also got to learn how much Swedes love the sun. And um, we also had, like, those sort of, like, fun things. And then we also had the adult things where someone from Skadavirkut came in and explained. Skadavirkut is the, Skadavirkut, sorry, (laughs) is, like, the tax um, um, authority. Administration office. But I, I, like... If you just say, oh, it's the tax administration office, like, I don't think people would understand how much they're involved in everything in Sweden, because, like, yeah, that's, like, are. where you go to get your ID, you get your something called, like, a person number, which is, like, your identification number in Sweden, that, like, yeah. if you don't have one, I don't think you are, like, considered a person <laughs> in Sweden. <laughs> it's very hard to go around with that one. And, um, yeah, I think, though I've talked to them, I think they're, like, the most, um, like, organization I've spoke to in Sweden for like getting a person number getting an ID getting like um, uh, my taxes and things like that so I think people outside of Sweden like underestimate how much Swedes are like involved with their tax (laughs) agency and then so someone from the tax agency came and explained like what is your like person number and how do you get one and um, we also had someone talk about like bank accounts and sort of, like, what you need to do to get, like, settled in in Sweden and just, you know, having everything run smoothly. Mm-hmm. Also, we yeah. have people come from housing and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, triple, like, SSB. Uh, we, non-Swedes, we just call it triple SSB. So. Smart. Very cool. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then that was nice, and then that sort of week helped me, like, settle in and just, like, you know, feel more grounded in Sweden. Like, okay, like, I know certain things and then I can like move forward and not feel like oh I don't know like where to sign up like yeah but I mean I can imagine that week introduce you to a lot of practical stuff Mm -hmm. but how is it to come if you look at it from like a more soft the softer perspective how are the people just in Sweden how are Swedes in welcoming foreign students. I'll just say, like, you guys have like a really bad rep for some reason like when I and I don't know if this is like self-induced 
or like if people do it too because i was like geeking out and i was like reading like all the blogs about sweden or yeah um things like you know like study in se or like stuff like study in sweden yeah. se stuff like that and there's surprisingly a lot <laughs> of yeah, information. yeah there's a lot and especially if you're if you know you're coming in march and like you're due to come in august like that's all you can do basically you're just thinking yeah. of like your new <laughs> life somewhere um and it was like yeah swedes are cold swedes don't talk to people a lot and don't expect them like to hold the door for you don't expect them to smile when you walk past don't expect them to say hello if you want to like do something with a swedish friend you have to tell them like three weeks in advance <laughs> that however is very true <laughs> that's because our lives are spent yeah. yeah. no like they're like swedes are not spontaneous and you can't do anything fun. <laughs> and i was like okay like I was sort of intimidated till the point that even like when I'm taking the subway or something and yeah. someone says like the communicate like the person would say something in the microphone in Swedish I'd be too scared to like ask someone like what did they say and I'll be like okay I'll do whatever people say but then like I don't know living here I've noticed um Swedes are a lot nicer than I thought like Yeah, if if I need to ask someone like, "Hey, what did the person say on the yeah. thing?" they would like tell me and then they're like, "Oh, wait, like you don't speak Swedish. Like where are you from? What do you do here?" And yeah. then the big smile I get when I'm like, "Oh, I'm a student here. I study at KIA." They're like, "Oh, it's so nice." And yeah. that's sort of like there's like a mini conversation that happens yeah. there and um even like the Swedes like on campus like they're really nice and I think like you guys are <laughs> like Swedish and I've met like a few Swedish friends from like outside my course. But I think it also takes like a specific type of Swede to be very active in like the social aspect of being a student, like all the communities mm. and stuff. And I think these people are really nice and really inviting and yeah. speak English a lot, so they don't make like if you are in a room and a lot of the people are speaking a language you don't understand, you're just naturally going to be very intimidated because they're yeah. just going to start speaking to each other and you don't know how to chime in and be like, yeah. well, well, like it just doesn't. It's not as smooth if you don't speak yeah. the same language. Um, but I've noticed that uh, most Swedes, if not all, are very considerate of like noticing that oh, there's an English speaker, even if they're speaking to each other in a conversation. I'm not a part of. Yeah. They're gonna like speak in English. Yeah. Some people yeah. don't do that, and that's not the nicest. But the people who do, we really appreciate yeah. it. Because the general thing with Sweden, why people I think think that we Swedes are so closed off, is probably because in Sweden. If somebody approaches you, you're very warm and kind and welcoming, mm-hmm. but there's not as much an incentive for the Swedes themselves. I think, as in other countries, I know that there are, for example, in the U.S. or in France, that people just say hi to people on the street if they're walking or jogging or something. That's not something that's very common here, uh, unless it's like a small neighborhood. You don't mm-hmm. really do that in Stockholm. So I think that's why people might think that Swedes are cold because it takes a lot more from the foreign student to yeah. be active and to say hi to people and socialize because people are nice they're just not shy. taking their own initiative yeah, I think I, I wouldn't describe Swedes as antisocial I would describe them as shy I think yeah, they're maybe. just like scared <laughs> or not scared but they just I feel they have such respect to like a person's privacy and all yeah. of that stuff that they just yeah. don't know when it's okay to like go say hi to someone or something like that but as like And like I come from the Middle East, where people just talk all the time, <laughs> so I just like I have no problem going up to someone and speaking to them and stuff like that. So maybe 
that's like the culture mm. thing that yeah. maybe people have to keep in mind. Yeah. But I mean, I moved to Sweden when I was six, and we in our family we can still sense there are differences between the Netherlands and Sweden, and we're very close geographically. Um, and I mean, I've grown up for most of my life in Sweden, so I've adapted very well to the Swedish <laughs> culture. But every now and then, I just get annoyed by some things. And it, it is like, I, mean, I think Sweden is very centered around family, whereas maybe in other countries, it's much more you hang outside. If, if you take France, for instance, I'm not very familiar with France, but just yeah. let's just pretend that I am. Yeah. They sit out in restaurants a lot. And they go out and their social life is maybe outside of the home. Whereas in Sweden, social life tends to be in the living room with your family or your closest friends. Yeah. And you don't automatically invite everybody to your home. Mm -hmm. So I think that's maybe, I don't know if you recognize that. I mean, the thing is like in Egypt, it's, oh, we have like what you have in France and also what you have in, in Sweden where you have a lot of people coming over, you have guests a lot, but also you, so like an at home ish is more of like family friends and then outside is where you meet like your peers or like your friends um but like ex for example like my parents house like we always had like visitors come in and it's not like oh we're gonna come on tuesday at 5 p.m is that okay it's more of like they would yeah. knock and be like oh hello we're here like let's like watch the football game together or like let's do something so i think also because of that and also just because of the nature of my country, I grew up always being around people. Mm -hmm. So I'm a very much a people person. Yeah. Um, I think if you are raised in a house that's just like your family and you don't get to see other people a lot, then you're yeah. just automatically going to be in your room. And, mm. and like my, like I was anti-social a little bit for an Egyptian and my family like tried really hard to like no Miriam come sit with us don't sit in your room come do this activity with us and they sort of like pushed me towards being social and I don't think if you grow up anti-social in Sweden that people are going to be like no like come do this I think they're yeah. just going to yeah. leave you be because so. yeah, the interesting thing like talking about all of this <laughs> since um, I've always lived in Sweden so I am very social and I do like having people over but if somebody would just, like, knock on my door unannounced and invite themselves in for dinner, I would be a bit scared. I, I would still be like, okay, yeah, you're welcome. But I'd be also very overwhelmed. Like, yeah. okay, How you didn't give me half an hour notice. I don't know. How about, like, someone's like, oh, I'm bored. I'm coming over. Is that different? Um, I would maybe <laughs> rather put it, I'm bored. Do you mind me coming over? Okay. I, but I guess it's it's that, sort of the it's same. It's the culture, maybe. Yeah, 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 it's the same, but yeah, different. <laughs> it's same but different, sort of. Yeah. Okay, but one one other thing we really need to talk yeah. about is learning Swedish. Oh. Uh, and I've heard you said before that many Swedes at KI uh, change their language if they're speaking to yeah. each other in Swedish, and then they notice an English-speaking person, they switch to English. Mm. And I've heard from other international students, and I think from you as well that it's hard to learn Swedish because as soon as a Swede realizes you're not native, we tend to switch. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. To be nice, I mean, it's I, probably a very like, well-meant, but it's, yeah. No, I would rather you switch than not switch, honestly, because okay. uh, <laughs> it's fine. But I think it's more annoying when we want to practice our Swedish. Like, I've yeah. noticed it. it's more 
annoying when I'm like in the supermarket, for example, and I'm trying to practice yeah. my Swedish. And like I usually pick a day where there's no rush or anything. And then I will like try, and I think maybe like my pronunciation will be off. I'll say something off, and I think they will notice, which yeah. is like kind of offensive, but okay. <laughs> and then they will like switch to English, and that would annoy me because I'm like, I want to practice. But what I've heard from other people is that they want to practice their English as much as I want to practice my Swedish. Yeah. So I've tried to be like more understanding that, okay, like they want to. Yeah. Practice yeah. their English. So and for people who maybe don't have an English high school, as you have, mm-hmm. yeah, makes sense. So, yeah. but what we, we found like a small loophole where uh, we have like Swedes in our class and also some Finnish people who yeah. speak good Swedish. So then we just have like a Swedish fika where we go to like a coffee shop or something and we're like, okay, for yeah. an hour, we're just going to speak in Swedish. And the Swedes, so like, I think if it's more polite to be like, do you want to practice your Swedish? Okay, then let's try yeah. Instead of, I think it's more polite to switch in English at first, at least, because yeah. <clears throat> you you never know the level of Swedish the person has, because, like, I've been here for two and a half years, and my level of Swedish is not, <laughs> not there. I was thinking maybe we should find out how good your Swedish is. I don't is. think we should. <laughs> maybe not in the podcast, Maybe not afterwards. in the podcast. <laughs> so, as you've described, you've went through a lot of uh, paperwork and... You flew a long way to get all the way to uh, up north. So my question basically is, why go to KI? That's a good question. Thank I you. think the <laughs> obvious one is the ranks. I think that's uh, where all the international students like get attracted the most, like because it's like one of the top in medicine okay, cool. and things like that and you and also another one would be the Nobel Prize like it's giving out from here and that's really exciting and I think a lot of the people who come here have a very research oriented mindset Mm -hmm. yeah and if you look at KI I think you see all these different like research groups um everyone's like any field you can think of you can probably find and it's that sort of like being that close to what is happening like right now like for me um it was the feeling that like I'm studying in a room and like in the room next to me like maybe someone's curing cancer and that's like the excitement that I would feel and the motivation I would feel so then I could be like okay so like maybe tomorrow I'll be in the next room and maybe I'll be curing cancer because you feel like this close Mm -hmm. to what's happening today and it's not like for example in Egypt usually professors are a bit older and they've don't work in research anymore so they're sitting there and they're like back in my day we did this but what I really love about KI is that all my professors are active in research and they're doing something now and I can go up and ask them like what are you doing why what methods do you use and they have pretty like up-to-date answers and I think if you want to do research like KI is the university for like for me at least like it's the university to like get the most out of well, that's nice to hear. Yeah, that was a very good answer. I <laughs> fe- already feel motivated <laughs> to apply. Yeah. So, to end this episode on a less practical but a more fun note, um, I just want to ask if you could just list us your favorite Swedish words that could be useful for somebody who comes from abroad to study in Sweden. Okay. So, my one of my favorite ones is bra or... Which does not mean <laughs> what you think it does, but it just means like good, right? Yeah. yeah. 
and then salute, which is written S L U T. Salute. Which also does not mean what you think it does. It just means like finished or yeah. done. Yeah. Um. So I notice like if something's if you finish a coffee or something, you say like cafe. Cafe oh. salute. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> and then also very important, you have to say tak. Which means thanks. Yeah. Uh, good, which means like you're welcome. Yeah, good. And then heido, which is like goodbye. But before really saying heido to Mariam, we have some more information. So if you're interested in studying KI and you just want to know more about the practical information, for example, housing, or if you have some questions, we will link some useful links down below um, where you can just read up a bit more about KI and how it is to study in Sweden. Yeah. Okay, and let's use some of our newly acquired knowledge to end this podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming here today, Mariam. It's been great talking to you. Hello. 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 This is Irene. And this is Timo. And this is Mariam. And, and you've, you've been, been listening, listening to Status Podden. Podden.